All right. Good morning again, everybody. We have a couple of announcements before we get started. Uh, we only have one handicapped spot that is van accessible. So we do ask that if you are not using a side-loading van to keep that spot open so that our people who need a side-loading van have that access. June 25th, we are having a car wash fundraiser. It's going to be 10 a.m. in our parking lot. It is to help raise money for camp, uh, NYC, and other fun events for our kids and our youth. Uh, we will be selling tacos. Obviously, we'll be washing cars. <laughs> we'll be selling lemonade, fruit, and much more. So if you are hungry, have a dirty car, or if you're like me and are both, uh, please show up. Uh, it's a great place to uh, help uh, donate to our kids and, and get a good cause, and your car will get washed and your belly filled. <laughs> yeah, I heard a yay. June 26th, um, our Joy, or Just Older Youth Senior Citizen Group, will be hosting a potluck after second service in the gym. So please bring your favorite dish to share. This is immediately following second service. And then later that day, June 26th, at 5 p.m., everyone is invited to an open house and barbecue. The open house is to allow everyone to kind of walk through the church and see how God has been blessing us through um, our process of remodeling. The cafe, missions area, children's areas, the rooms that Majesta painted, all of those will be available for you to <coughs> look at and see where we've come along, and food will be provided. June, whoa, sorry, July 8th, 9th, and 10th, we have our Home Away From Home Retreat. That's right. You can clap for that. That's $280 per room. Adult meals are $72. Child meals are $55. But there are day prices available as well. Signups and payments will be handled online. Uh, there was an email sent out with the link, but if you have any questions or if you have any problems, uh, you can contact the church office for help. The rooms have been flying off the shelves. Assuming you put rooms on shelves. Sorry, that was a weird turn of phrase. Uh, so they are going fast, so please sign up um, as soon as you can. Sunday, July 3rd, we've got a big thing going on too. We are combining our services into one service. So for everybody here now, on July 3rd, you're going to want to show up later than you normally do. Uh, we are also, after that day, having a 4th of July barbecue at 5 p.m. at Le Hicks Jr. Park, or Les Hicks Jr. Uh, it's the same place we've been going for the last few years. Bring a side dish to share, and then come join us for um, our favorite series of F's Food, Fellowship, and Fun. July 18th to 21st is the Home Church Kids Camp. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be at Davis Creek Campground. It's $200 per child. Uh, it's for children who are ages 6 to 12. The sign-up sheet is at the kids' check-in counter, and there is a $50 registration fee due at sign-up uh, no later than July 11th. So $50 when you sign up, can't sign up past July 11th, and then we'll work out the details of the rest of that, but it should be a great time. Um, I've been hearing little snippets about it, and we got some fun stuff planned. And then... Save the date for a women's retreat, September 16th to 18th. This is at Zephyr Point Conference Center, so if you love home away from home and you're a woman, you get to go twice. Uh, there will be more info to come regarding that. At this time, we're going to have uh, Pastor Agapito come and join us to uh, pray over our giving and our worship. Uh. Can, you, can we please uh, bow their, your heads, please? Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for joining us, Lord, oh Lord. This is a precious time for in our lives, Lord. We were uh, waiting for this special moment this Sunday, Lord. Bless all of, all of uh, your people, Lord, all your, your servants in here, Lord. Bless the children. Bless the youth, Lord. Bless them with the holy word that you are going to to bring us from Pastor Carlos, anoint him with your Holy Spirit to have an amazing message about purpose, Lord. And also, Lord, we ask you for your blessings and the offerings and tithes 
in the order that it can, it can uh, uh, expand your kingdom, Lord, especially with the youth, Lord, and the kids, and prepare a special time that we can uh, share with, for, especially for the kids going to the camp, even providing all those kids that cannot afford that, but please bless them, Lord. Also the, the youth, that they, they need that, Lord. Bless them, all of us, Lord, and we ask you in, in your holy, holy name, Lord. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Arpino. Appreciate that. Hallelujah. Who's ready to worship Jesus this morning? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please stand with us this morning as we worship the Creator. I woke up this morning and said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He is good. Amen. Saturday was silent. Surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday. And Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. Ever stop you? We're gonna do something different this morning. We're gonna learn the chorus in Spanish. So help us out, church. I'm gonna have uh, Majesta and Jen uh, worship in Spanish this morning. I don't know about you, but aren't they doing an amazing job singing in Spanish? Amen. And we also have people like Sylvia and Marlene, and who English is not their first language, but yet they're singing in English with us. And that is a beautiful, amazing thing. So we're gonna. Let's 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 back forward. Let's let's go backwards a little bit and let's uh, get those lyrics in Spanish and uh, let our sisters lead this right here.
restore anything that he wants to Just as the man that was thrown on the bones of Elijah If there's anything that he can do Can I get an amen up in the house? Amen. amen. Help our sister out. Amen. Hallelujah. I will praise you with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. Psalm 138.1. Amen.
free. Sing it out, church. I'm free. Uh. I am free. I am free indeed. I am free. I am free, I am free indeed. We are free. We are free. trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior because you are the one who has made us free we say glory glory hallelujah and we love you Lord help us to have you in our hearts so that when we do fly away we know that we will fly away to heaven and see you face to face we love you now, Lord, we pray that you would come in your power and your glory and speak to us clearly through the Holy Spirit that indwells our pastor. We are so looking forward to hearing the second message today on purpose because we know that you created us, each one, individually for a specific purpose. So let us hear the word that our pastor has to share, and we'll give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing out that chorus one more time this morning. Because I, I feel this morning, uh, many of us, we had a good week. Um, we, had an, we had a productive week. But for some of us, some chains have kind of attached to us, and so... We're going we're gonna to sing out that chorus again and give God the glory and the praise he deserves. Glory, glory, hallelujah, through my shackles and the sea. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Through my 
As it says in Psalms, Lord, we stand in reverence and in awe of you this morning. We worship you, God, for it is you that deserves the praise and the glory. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated, church. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. Worship team, thank you so very much. You may be seated as well. Yes, thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a good God, amen? Amen. He is worthy to be praised, worthy to be worshiped. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to be headed, I'm headed to Texas um, with my son. And so I would encourage you to pray, pray for me and him for traveling mercies. I want to tell you right now, I do not like airplanes. Can I just be honest with you? I, I, am I the only one? Or do I got some witnesses up in the house that don't like airplanes? Okay, thank you for your honesty. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, I, I get like heavy, like, you know, and uh, thank you. Um, I don't know if you heard about the story about the bad news. Um, there's a man who went for his annual checkup and received a phone call from his physician a couple days later. The doctor said, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. What's the bad news, the man asked. The doctor said, well, you only have 48 hours to live. That's the bad news? Said the shock patient. I'm afraid it gets even worse, the doctor said. How in the world could this even be worse? The patient screamed. The doctor said, I've been trying to call you since yesterday. <laughs> How do you know things can't get worse? And I say that because God has been trying to get a hold of some of us for a long time. But the good news is, is there's still time. Amen? And I'm praying it's more than a half hour. Some of us can make it right this morning. Some of us can come to the, the altar, lay it at the feet of Jesus this morning. We serve a gracious God. Amen? Amen. This is Purpose Part 2. Um, if you're with us online or you're joining here with us today, I want to say welcome to Home Church. Uh, we are so glad to have you. I'm blessed uh, to be with you here this morning. Uh, turn with me to the book of Nehemiah, if you can, this morning, please. The book of Nehemiah. Who brought their Bibles? Amen. Thank you, ladies. Appreciate it. Who brought their Bibles this morning? Amen. Okay. This is uh, part two of Purpose. I want you to look at the person sitting next to you, whether you know them or not. And let them know they have a purpose. Tell them they have a purpose. They got a purpose. Mm. I believe every person that God created on this planet has a purpose. Um, and part of my job here at Home Church of the Nazarene <laughs> is to help you find that purpose. I don't want to just preach a sermon on, hey, you have a purpose, and hey, go have a good day. But we're going to be looking at the life of Nehemiah and how Nehemiah discovered his purpose and fulfilled his purpose. And we made a, uh, there was a difference, we made a, uh, what's the word, um, a distinction last week that there is a difference between your job and your purpose. There's a, there's a distinction between your, your, your vocation and your purpose. Um, Nehemiah was a cupbearer. Uh, cupbearer, uh, he, he was the one who ate the king's food and drank the king's drink before the king would do it. And he was the first one to find out if it was poisoned or not. How do you know I'm not applying for that job? That's not what I want to do. But that's what his job was. That was Nehemiah. But his calling went beyond his job. There was also a, a calling upon, there's, there's also a calling upon your life. Beyond what you get paid for, there's something else God calls you to do that's greater than your job. Nehemiah had an assignment from God to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem, the walls that were torn down, that were to the ground, rubbish, rubbish, 
Nehemiah was called from God to rebuild the walls. Nehemiah chapter 6, turn there with me, Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15. We're going to be reading some verses that we already read, and then we're going to be going in, we're going to go in a little, I don't want to say deeper. Um, some of you go deeper than I can, but we're going to go somewhere. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. Stop right there. I want to stress that again. Nobody could rebuild these walls for years, 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 but Nehemiah does it in 52 days, which tells me and shows me we have assignments and purposes from God that God wants us to fulfill, that he wants you to fulfill, that there are things in life that only you, by the grace of God, can do. Whatever that is, Pastor Carlos can't do it, Miss Jane can't do it, Miss Anita can't do it, but you can do it. But there's also some things that they can do that you can't do. <laughs> Somebody say BBS. <laughs> Amen. Verse 16, and it happened when all our enemies heard of it, and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. That excites me because there are things in life that when you, when you fulfill your purpose that God has for you, whatever that is, people will know and see only God could have made that happen. Because God wants to do, he wants all the glory. He wants the praise. So the first point that we had last week real quick was what? Anybody remember the first point? Thank you. Thank you. Passion. He had a burden. You, you will know what your assignment is by your passion. What's my assignment, God? Why was I placed on this earth? What is your passion? By your passion. Uh, number two was what? Possibilities. You will know God wants you to do it when he opens up doors of opportunity. And if he doesn't open up the door of opportunity, if he hasn't, that sometimes it means it's not your purpose, but sometimes it means it's not, it's not time yet. Amen? I remember years ago, I was told, going to my pastor saying, hey, pastor, I want to I preach. He said, do you? He goes, why don't you go pray? Go pray about that. Okay, I prayed. I came back the next day. I prayed. He said, you praying fast? I said, well, I didn't fast. I prayed. He said, why don't you go pray fast about that? I came back again. He, I said, I want, I'm, I'm called to pray. I want to preach. He said, why don't you go pray about that? It wasn't time yet. He, still, he needed to see some things in my life at, at nine years old. You know what I'm saying? There were some things at nine years old, 10 years old. He said, hey, it's not time yet. That doesn't mean, so, so, so maybe you, you're 50 years old, you're 40 years old, you're, you're 60. Maybe it's not your time, but God says, hey, it doesn't mean it's not your purpose. It's just it's not time yet, but your time is coming. So I want to jump into port, uh, point number three right now. Another sign that you will know what your purpose is right here, God will make, number three, provisions. Somebody say provision. Provisions. Where God gives vision, he will give provision. Sorry, that's the rapping coming out of me. Somebody say Noah. There's people throughout the Bible, when God gave them a vision, he, he, will, he gave them the resources and the finances to make that happen. Can somebody say amen? God will give you the resources to do it. So I want to go to Nehemiah chapter 2. We read that, but I want to read it again. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse uh, 1. And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Ardi, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in his presence before. Therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad? Um, since... Um, since you are not sick, this is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs lies waste and his gates are burned with fire? Then the king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven and I said to the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. He's asking right here, he's asking for, um, he's asking for time off. Um, he's asking for leave right here. Verse 6, then the king said to me, uh, the queen was also sitting beside him, how long will your journey be and when, when will you return? So he's, the king is asking him, how much time off do you need? 
How much, how much time do you need? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the regions beyond the river, that they may permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. How I many know it's a miracle to get leave, to get time off for ministry? Amen? To get, to get time off to do the Lord's work. It's a blessing when that happens. He also asked the king for a letter to get through the regions. I'm going to call that. It's not going to be a point, but it's going to start with a P. He got a passport, and he got permission. Those are some points. Those are just extra P's coming your way. He got a passport, and he got permission. Verse 8. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel which pertains to the temple for the city wall. Not only did he give him time off, he passport, but he gave him wood that was needed for another place. It's like our supervisors giving us money um, to go out and do ministry. And I believe, and I'm believing by God, I'm not just saying this, but when I was in prayer and I was thinking, I was writing the sermon, I was thinking to myself, I'm believing that God is going to raise up people that are going to help you as our church to do ministry and to bless you for it. Who wants to believe that with me? God is going to open up doors in this place, but I want you to believe with me that that can happen. Resources that will help you fulfill your purpose. That you're stepping into. The rest of the verse right here says, and for the house that I will occupy. So not only did the king give him wood for what he was, he gave him wood for a new house. That means Nehemiah wasn't just staying a week, a couple weeks. He was staying there for quite some time. Gave him wood for the house. Can somebody say provisions? Quick side note, I want to say, wait for the provisions before you proceed. More, more peas coming at you. Wait for the pr- provisions before you proceed. Um, yeah, there are times we got to step out in faith. Like when God calls us to give of our tithe and offerings, we're stepping out in faith. Um, but there are times I was told a long time ago, never forget, never jump off a moving horse as a father, as a, as a working man or working woman. Never drop, jump off a moving horse unless a faster horse comes along. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know? So wait for God to give you the provision before you. We might not have the money right now. We might not have the know-how. We might not have the expertise, the experience. You might not have anything right now, but you have a passion. You have a burden. You have a passion. And that's what God is looking for because he wants you to realize you need him And when he realizes you need him, he will make it happen because you're not leaning on your own understanding because here's what God likes to do. He likes to take the unqualified and make them qualified and help them get it done, not on their skills, not on their power, but on his might. Verse number nine. Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king has set captains of the army and horsemen with me. Wow. That is a. The king gave him time off, gave him a passport, wood for the gates, wood for his house, sent him workers, and the king also sent the police. There's another P. He sent the police with him. Sent the police. No cost to him. Wait, actually, there was a cost. Nehemiah had to step out in faith. He had to go address the issue. He had, he had, he had this passion. He had this burden. I remember when I first came here, I went to my pastor. Pastor, I have a passion. There's, there's something in it. God's leading me to do this. And I went, and is it okay? Would you be okay with this? Nehemiah had a passion. He had to step out. But besides that, no cost. Listen, God will make, somebody say, provision. Provision 
where other people will pay for what you need to make it happen for your burden to be fulfilled. It can't happen. Captains of the army, horsemen. Ron's going to like this point right here. He said horsemen and captains of the army. Why is this important right here? Why do I want to stop right here and stress this? I want to say this because when you have an assignment from God, the enemy is going to try to stop you. Amen. And actually, one of the ways you know you're headed in the right direction of your purpose and where God wants you to go, you're going to have number four. This is my fourth point right here. You're going to have player haters. <laughs> you're going to have player haters. You might be saying, Pastor, what's a player hater? Look it up in the dictionary. Player haters. Like Jordan said, don't hate the player, learn the game. Remember Michael Jordan, one of the greatest? No? Okay. No one is going to hate on you or talk about you if you're doing nothing. Um, you need to get this in your heart. No one's going to hate on you if you're not going anywhere. But when you're going somewhere with God, you need to understand this because this is where people will quit. This is where teenagers will stop. When people, they, they'll quit their job, they'll quit their assignment that God has given them. They'll leave church they'll, because they're being hated on. But you have to understand, Nehemiah had player haters. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 10. Let's read. When Samballot, the Horonite, and Tobiah, the Ammonite, official heard of it, they were deeply disturbed that a man had come to seek the well-being of the children of Israel. But when Samballot, the Horonite, Tobiah, and the Ammonite official and Geshem, the Arab, heard of it. They laughed at us and despised us and said, what is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? Notice they laughed and they despised. This player hater is important point. People will laugh at you, but I want to remind you, church, God will always give you the last laugh. Amen. But this is what I want to say. The enemy might be hating on you, you're, work, you're doing things for God, and, 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 and you're serving God, and you're coming to church, and you're trying to do right, and you're, living, you're, 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 you're doing the best you can. People are hating on you. But I want to tell you, as long as you keep serving God, they can't hinder you. They can't interrupt what you're doing. God will give you protection. He'll build a hedge around you because no, nothing in this world, no weapon formed against us will prosper. We are more than conquerors in Jesus' name. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 1. Let's, let's, let's go to chapter 4 right now, verse 1. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall that he was furious. Stop right there. Furious means to be, to be enraged, to be, to be jealous, furious. And very indignant. That means, that means um, indignant, insulting, um, uh, abrasive, um, you, you could even like uh, calling them names. And it says, and mocked, mimicking, laughing at the Jews. Number two, and he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer, will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? Stones that are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and said, whatever they build, listen to me, listen church, whatever they build, if even a fox goes up on it, he will break it down, he will break down their stone wall. Wow. If even a fox goes up on this thing that they're building, it, a fox will, 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 will tear it down. I say that because there are people in your life there are things in life, lies in your head that you're not doing, what you're doing doesn't amount to anything. 
The time that you've put in, it doesn't amount to a matter of fact, it's going to come crumbling down. What you're doing is not important. Even a fox, if he goes up on it, it's going to come down. But I want to encourage someone today to keep moving forward. Church, it's an indication that you're headed in the right direction. Verse number seven, now it happened when Sambale, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashadites. I want you to realize right here, the opposition is growing right here. Notice that? It went from a little bit of enemy to now all of a sudden there's more. So the things ain't getting easier for Nehemiah. It's getting worse for Nehemiah. The opposition is growing. Heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed that they became very angry. Heard that the walls. I love this verse because some of you today are starting to close the gaps in your life. I can look across this congregation and I remember when some of you were trying to finish school. Some of you trying to get that promotion, trying to get that job, and God is moving in your life. Some of you are closing the gaps in your life. You're making progress. You're accomplishing some amazing things. Things that they said you could never do. Things that you told yourself, I don't think I could ever do this. But by God's grace, you're doing it. Verse 8, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. They want to come into your life and create confusion. Chapter 6. Let's go to chapter 6 now. Now it happened when Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall. Church, the wall is built. I said, church, the wall is built. Amen. The wall is now finished. And it says, and that there were no breaks left in it, though at that time I had not hung the doors in the gates. I feel led to say this. Some of you are right at the point in your life of hanging the gates. You have built the wall. You have done all this work. And you're at that last step at this part of your journey. All you have to do now is hang the gates. But the enemy is going to do everything he can to cause you to stop you from hanging your gates. That's all that's left right here. He needs to hang the gates. Chapter 6 right here, we're going to continue. That Sambalat and Geshem sent to me saying, come, oh wow, come let us meet together among the villages in the plain of, oh no. But they thought to do me harm. Come, let us meet together among the villages in the plain of Oh No. But they thought to do me harm. I love the word of God because it speaks to me on so many different levels. I just want to say if you have a problem with saying the word H E double hockey sticks, can I get a witness up in the house who's ever said that word? Heck no. I got something new for you. Put this in your vocabulary. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Some of us need to put this in our vocabulary. Listen, you want me to leave what I'm doing for God right now to come to oh no? Oh no. I ain't going to oh no. So I sent messages to them saying, I am doing a great work. Verse number three. So that I cannot come down to oh no. Why should the work cease while I leave and go down to you? That's the mentality some of us should have. Why should I stop doing the work of God and visit, oh no? I'm doing a great work. I'm impacting lives, helping people, not focusing on myself anymore. Why do I want to go down to, oh no? I'm making changes in my life, and you want me to come visit, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. No, no, I'm not. Like Andy Griffith would say, oh no. No. 
Church, I want to practice this word. I can, I can tell right now already. There, there, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a devil who don't like what I'm saying right now. I want you to say right now, oh, no. You got to say, oh, no. You got to say with some passion and fervor, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not going to, oh, no. I'm making great changes. I'm doing a great work. Some of us need to understand that we underestimate the work that we are doing for God. He says right here with all these officials and people saying, hey, this ain't going to. He says, I'm doing a great work. I'm doing a great work. Some of, some of us underestimate what we are doing for God. And you need to know what you're doing is not minor. It is major. All I do is come and sing every week. All I do is go check people in, check in. What you are doing is major. You're doing a great work. And no, I'm not going to go to, oh, no. I'm going to stay right here at home, church. (laughs) But they sent me this message four times. Whoa, these guys are persistent. They sent me this message four times, and I answered them in the same manner. Then Samballat sent his servant to me as before the fifth time with an open letter in his hand. It, in it was written, it is reported among the nations, and Geshem says that you and the Jews plan to rebel. Therefore, according to these rumors, notice that says rumors, rumors, you are rebuilding the wall that you may be their king. And you have also appointed prophets to proclaim concerning you at Jerusalem, saying, there is a king in Judah. Now these matters will be reported to the king, so come, therefore, and let us consult together. Then I sent to him, saying, no such things as you say are being done, but you invent them in your own heart. Wow. Wow. I want to go, I want to go to Nehemiah chapter 4. I can, I can go on that right now, but I'm, I'm not going to. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 9. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set watch against them day and night. So they prayed and they watched. But I'm going to say, this is point number five, they prayed and protected. Can I get an amen? They prayed and protected. Pray and protect. Verse 16. So it was from, the, from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction And with the other, they held a weapon. There comes a time in life where you got to work with one hand, but you also got to do spiritual warfare with the other. And I was reminded this week, I was reminded that we're not just doing fun and games. This is a spiritual battle. This is warfare that is going on, and the enemy is trying to tear us apart. So we got to be reminded to work with one hand. Yes, we're working. Yes, and that's good. But we never forget that we need to be make sure we're praying. That we're praying for our families. That we're praying for our leaders. That you're praying for me. That I'm praying for you. Pray and protect. Not only physically. How many thank God for our, our security teams? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank God for our security teams. Yes. But also spiritually protect. So remember, God will give you provision. And when that happens, you're going to have player haters. But never forget to pray and protect. I got more peace coming your way next week. (laughs) I don't know which ones, but I'm going to find them. Amen? Amen. Amen. In a moment, we're going to be having healing prayer. If you're watching online with us, I want to encourage you. um, You also can uh, be healed. had an amazing testimony weeks ago that I forgot to mention. Somebody was at home while we were doing healing prayer and believed and prayed for themselves. 
God healed them, and so I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, you don't have to be here in person. God can touch you where you're at, wherever you're at. So at this time, I'd like uh, Pastor Barb and uh, Jeannie to come, and uh, we're going to be praying for the sick. If you need healing prayer in your body or something, uh, an illness, something physical, you want to stand in for somebody, uh, we'll be doing that at a, at a time um, in a moment. But right now, I want to encourage you to bow your heads with me. We're going to be praying this morning, asking God. Maybe you're here this morning, and you're not right with Jesus. He's not living in your heart. He's not in your life, and you want to accept him to be your Lord and Savior. I want to encourage, I want to encourage you to do that right now. No one's looking around, bowing your heads at this time. I want, you, I want you to accept Christ, repent of your sins, ask him to forgive you of your sins and what you've done. Lord, I need you. I need you in my life. I need you to forgive me. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of doing it on my own. We serve a loving God who is here this morning. And I thank him for his reminders, for his mercy and grace that he has upon my life. And I pray that he also extends that to you this morning. But you have to believe. You have to believe that he will do that. Do we have people here this morning that believe that Christ can forgive them? Amen. We serve a God who is loving, who loves you more than anything, more than anyone could ever love you. Hallelujah. We're going to take this time. Church, if you want to remain in your seat and pray for someone, you can do that. Um, if you'd like to come down with one of our dear sisters here and pray with them, you could also do that. So we're going to take this time and uh, believe God to answer prayer. Thank you.
Amen. Let's stand, church. Stand to our feet this morning. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you, uh, church. Um, it's it's more than just it's more than going. Uh, how many know it's more than um, whatever that is in life? It's more than just going to the gym. That's half the battle. The rest is is what we're eating, what we're doing uh, behind closed doors. And so I want to encourage you. It's good to hear a message like this. Purpose, um, uh, vision, um, what 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 your passion is. But it's another thing to step out in faith. Go talk to one of your leaders. Go talk to someone and say, hey, I would like to do this. I'd like to have this passion, have this burden. Um, and maybe, maybe your passion is people. Maybe it's just walking across the street to that someone, that somebody that you don't know. Because, I mean, you know, I'm trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. <laughs> Can somebody say casting crowns or mercy me? I don't know one of them. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Amen who has a purpose for your life. And so I believe next week, I believe is Father's Day. I'm hoping to be back in town. Uh, Father's Day, I'm going to do everything I can to get on that plane and come back uh, for Father's Day. So purpose part three will be after Father's Day, okay? So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, uh, I'll encourage you to, uh, to be in prayer with me on, on purpose, but also for yourself that God's giving you a vision, giving you a burden to step out and do that and Watch him help fulfill that in your life. And watch God move in your life. And um, it'll be a blessing to see what God is going to do. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. And um, I would ask um, my brother Brett if he could come down and bless us. Pray for us this morning. A blessing over his church family. Thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for letting us all come here and hear this wonderful message. We are just so blessed to be able to be in your presence, Lord. And I pray that you give everybody in this building a purpose. Let everybody hear your message and you speak to them individually, because I know to everyone it's different. Lord, I just pray that you bless the rest of our day and you let us all go and share your message with everyone there is. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Be blessed this morning. Thank you, church. Smiling face. Now one thing I know is true.